Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the world transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, I am doing great. Doing great. Um, Looking forward to getting into the show today. We've got some good stuff. We're working our way through the best of World Transformed over the year 2017 and kind of in the process working over sort of the best of the future over the year 2017. And it occurred to me, Stephen, as we're doing these shows, to, we, we did part one, which was me talking about the first half of the year. Now we're going to do you talking about the first half of the year. Then we're going to do the second half of the year. You know what I think gets left out is all the great geek outs we've done. So we might have to... Uh, <laughs> Might have to push well, that off. Well, we're gonna we'll have to kind of uh, push this, you know, push, push some geekiness into it. As you'll recall, we uh, we touched on a little Dune uh, in the last show, and that's true. We yeah. did, yes. Yeah, we, we had a I guess that's and, true. We don't. You know what? We yeah. don't have to go to any special effort to be geeky. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything, a gift. We have to have. We have to make a special effort not to be. So, uh, <laughs> well, but why would we ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, that wouldn't make sense. All right. Well, so, Stephen, as I said, we're going to talk about everything that happened in the first half of 2017 in terms of shows that you and I did. And this is your list we're going to work through this evening. So take it away. All right. Well, on February the 7th, Phil, we, uh, we had a show entitled Getting Closer to the Final Frontier on Mars and the Stars. Oh yeah. So you know, um, as I was reading back over that and reminding myself of what we talked about in that show, I figured it'd be an all Musk show, you know, an all Elon Musk whole show. Because he is Mister Get Us Back to Mars, right? Absolutely. That's right. Or you know, and uh, get us uh, individually, uh, put put human boots on Mars uh, for the first time. Guy. Yeah, get us literally to Mars as people. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, not just robots. Um, and uh, and so yeah, I, as I was reading through the show, hey. At least half the show was not about Elon Musk at all, and uh, I thought that was that was pretty interesting. We, uh, as as uh, as often as we bring him up, we don't normally he we he does not normally run away with our show completely, and uh, and that's remarkable because he uh, he's you know he's he's into everything seems like so. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, getting closer to the final frontier. We started with Elon Musk, and uh, and uh, he was. Um, has a has a breakthrough Starshot initiative, and that he kind of rolled out in 2016, and he did update this year after this show, Phil. After our uh, February show, <clears throat> he did kind of an update in, uh, I believe, in the summertime, of uh, and, uh, and and modified some of his things. He said, okay, the uh, the big freaking rocket's going to be a little bit smaller, but uh, it's going to have all these additional uses, and so we, you know, so we can cash flow this thing and. You know, it's, it's, it was just interesting how he was finding ways to make space profitable, and that's that's what kind of went on with uh, Elon Musk this year. Is that uh, uh, he's doing that? And hey, um, he's talking about now <laughs> putting a Tesla Roadster in orbit around Mars. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be one of the first things he does. With you know, when he uh, when when they uh, launch the uh, 
VFR to Mars for the first time. Uh, you know, just just to show that he can do it. You know, I guess uh, just to have a uh, have have this roadster, and, and it's going to be in an orbit that would you know will last for millions of years apparently. So that that's pretty interesting. You know. Uh, can you Leaving his future? mark in the solar system. <laughs> That's right. Can you imagine some future civilization going, okay, what the heck is this? You know, <laughs> why is it here? You know, uh, but uh, that that was uh, that's that's going to be fun to see. I, I you know I just want that to happen just just because how bizarre it is. And a few, uh, a few and, years ago, actually, it's been quite a few years ago now in Malaysia, the government, I suppose, a big project anyway, they sent some folks to parachute into Antarctica, which is something that's done occasionally. You fly over Antarctica and you, you parachute right down to the South Pole. And these guys, they wanted to make their mark and do it a little bit differently. So the team parachuted down, but they also took one of the national car, the Proton Weera, with them, and it parachuted down into Antarctica too. And I guess it's going to be there forever, right? Because yeah, yeah. How are you going to get it out of there? You know, <laughs> what, are you, what are you going to do with a car at the South Pole? But same, same kind of idea. You, you want to leave your mark someplace? Put your car, park your car there, right? Basically, he's taking his car and he's parking it in orbit around Mars. I think that's a that's a wonderful idea. I do want to distinguish that you, you talked a little bit about the uh, Breakthrough Starshot Initiative. That's actually a another billionaire, another crazy billionaire who wants to get in space, named I think Yuri Milner, right? Who's talking that's about. Right. How, yeah, how we could get to Alpha Centauri. But that makes your point that you mentioned earlier, which is simply that Elon Musk isn't the only guy out there with person out there with big ambitious plans around getting us into space. And in fact, even as recently as a couple of weeks ago, President Trump signed an executive order saying we've got to go back to the moon and we've got to go back to Mars. So this kind of stuff is, is happening all around us, isn't it? Absolutely. And Milner's plan is interesting. Uh, it's uh, using a solar cell. Um, a oh, actual, right, right. Yeah, it's an actual cell that, you know, solar wind, uh, which is the particles coming out from the sun, pushes this sail like, a, like on a sailboat, basically, and would send this probe. Um, the thought is uh, it would take just 20 years to get to Alpha Centauri using this technology. And so... There, that is being worked on by Milner, and thank you for uh, correcting me on that. With, and that's the Breakthrough Starshot Initiative. That's his plan. But anyway, yeah, um, I, I do want to recommend uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, it may not be the channel, just the show on the channel called uh, Musk Watch. It's funny, and uh, the guys actually cover real news while they're being silly about it. And uh, I mean, and it's it's amazing that they can spend one, you know, it's a, an entire show just based on watching Musk and what he's doing, and it's pretty. Well, cool. I think we've said you could do a whole podcast just talking about Elon Musk. So these guys oh, have yeah. set out to and, prove and us so correct. These guys do it, yeah, yeah, and it's funny. So I, I do recommend uh, anybody who's interested in that stuff to uh, to go check that check out. Musk Watch, cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, yeah, that's the first show of the uh, of the first half of the year that I wanted to highlight. And the what else you got? One. The golden age, why don't we see it, Phil? I mean, we're living in the middle of all this awesomeness, right? And why are we all, all so depressed? And, uh, you know, I think this is the show, Phil, that I basically outlined my, uh, you know, a secret of happiness is to stay away from news. Right? Oh, okay. There you <laughs> go. Stay away from political news. I don't care what your politics are. And, uh, what you know, if, if you're liberal and you watch MSNBC or you're conservative and listen to Rush Limbaugh, stay away from that crap because those guys 
will tell you what you need to be outraged about and will expect you to be outraged. And uh, there's only so much energy we have for that sort of thing. Uh, you know, instead of that, why not, you know, listen to shows, shows like ours and uh, read up on, uh, on the advancements. You will begin to see that, yes, we are in the middle of a golden age and uh, it's all around us and uh, we don't have to don't have to be outraged all the time anyway. Now, we're not uh, saying uh, it, ignore current events, but there is a challenge. Yeah. The, the, the challenge is how can you get information on current events that hasn't been, you know, it's like trying to eat poultry that hasn't been injected with hormones, right? How do you, how do you find current events that hasn't been just stuffed to the gills with outrage? I think there are sources you can, you can get, and, 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 there, and there are ways to do it. But you have to be careful. You have to be very discerning. In, in the same way that you have to be careful about the food you put into your body, you have to be careful about the information that you're putting into your head because there's a, there's a lot of added ingredients in an awful lot of the current event information that, uh, that's out there, and you don't need those added ingredients because it's mostly, as you said, outrage, right? Listen to this. Uh, this is straight from the show. Uh, more Americans believe in astrology and reincarnation than in progress. Wow. That, you know, uh, I thought, and that's sad. And um, it's just, you know, but it's the way it is right now. We just believe that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, you know, basket not necessary. It's just you know, we're just on our way, and uh, it's just not that way at all. It's uh, there's there's much to be upbeat about, and uh, so we, we spent some time on that show talking about it. And I think it's an important point that we need to drive home. Uh, I don't know, two or three times a year, we need to we need to revisit that because it's just it's very important, and. Uh, just for the health I, of our I think audience. so too. I, you know, the, the idea that progress is all around us is really what we, I think, do a pretty fair job. If I can assess us just for a moment as a podcast, do a f- pretty fair job of reminding folks about right that y- you may not see it happening, but things are changing and lots of positive changes are occurring. And even if you insist on going back to the trough and slopping on outrage every day at least balance it with some good news some unadulterated good news about what's happening in the world because there is so much positive stuff that's happening and the potential to do so much more good i think if if people can really kind of tune themselves into that they're they're going to be a lot as you say a lot happier right but also a lot more effective a lot a lot better able to deal with the future that's that's unfolding around us for example you know there are there are people, Phil, that uh, basically, if if you don't believe exactly as they believe politically, then you know they they feel as if well we can't be friends, we can't uh, do you know work on projects together. I mean, it's just it's 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 a bizarre sort of apartheid that uh, it, it's just you know needs to be battled against, and uh, um, and it's growing. I mean, th- I yeah, think there yeah. there there are larger and larger segments of the population who feel that way, one way or the other. Right. Um, what, what ultimately I think will break that down is they get so pure that they can't work with each other, right? Even the ideologues <laughs> can't work with the other ideologues. They start well, excommunicating. I, I, I see that. I see that. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, uh, it's the middle of happening. And, uh, and, and so uh, ultimately, you know, it's the, uh, it, 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 the story of the star-bellied sneeches will play out, right? Where you know, <laughs> Exactly, uh, yeah. You know, to the point that nobody cares anymore whether you know you got a star on your belly or not. So um, you know, hopefully that's <laughs> hopefully that story will play out in its entirety and will be will be just fine in the aftermath. But uh, 
Uh, for right now, it, it, it seems a little bit that way. And so we, we <laughs> what, what it reminds it, me of, yeah. Stephen, is, you know, in the Middle Ages, sometimes when there'd be like three or four popes going at the same time, and they're all excommunicating each other, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> today, everybody's pope, right? We're all kind of pope yeah. of our own, uh, our own little uh, worldview. And, uh, you know, you just can't get much done in the world if all you do is excommunicate everybody around you all the time. It's like, there's <laughs> exactly, exactly. got to be other ways to get along. So that was I do like show. I, I thought, and, and well, and I, I thought it was uh, well placed uh, out there at that, uh, at, um, you know, at early in 2017. Um, then we uh, we talked about uh, on April the uh, the seventh. So this was actually I've got my uh, shows out of order slightly. This one was a little bit before the uh, the Golden Age show, Phil. That's okay. But this, and we talked about your book, Engines of Disruption: How da- Data Is Changing Everything. So let me kind of just turn this over to you, Phil. Uh, explain for our audience a little bit about what you were talking about in that book. Well, this book explores the big shift that's occurring in human history right now, which is fundamental to so much of what we talk about on this program, and that is the evolution towards a really data-centric world that we live in. And centric isn't even strong enough of a way of putting it. Let me let me just say that, as I like to explain it, we, you, you and I, guys, a little bit older, you know, middle aged to older, were born, and women, of course, people, born in, uh, you know, the Gen X, baby boomer, and on back. We were born into a world made out of stuff, okay, and and we learned how to adapt to a world made out of stuff. But increasingly, the world is made out of data. And the newer generations, if you want to talk about why there's a big distinction between generations in this country and on this planet, it's between, it has to do with what planet you were born on. Because increasingly, the world is made out of data. And if you're, if you're born into a world that's made as much out of data as it is out of stuff, you, just, you can't help but look at the world very differently. And in the book, I talk about several different areas where data is just basically taking over. And I think it's a, it's a big thread for this program as well. It's something that we talk about all the time. We talk about how things that have in the past been material or physical processes have become data processes. In, in the past, how problems that had to be solved in the, in, in the physical infrastructure can now be solved in the, in the digital infrastructure. And that's actually accelerating. So if we live in a world that's made half out of data and half out of stuff now, it's only going to take half as long or not even half as long before we're living in a world that's made 90% out of data. We're going to be living in a mostly data world. And the disruption that's occurring right now is just all around us. Everything that we're, that we're touching, whether it be social media, whether it be our devices that we carry around, or whether it be these big systems used by companies like Google and Facebook, or even the like big enterprise systems that are used within large companies, these are all driving this change, and it's accelerating. It's a very exciting time in history, but it's one that requires people to step back and kind of look at it. You have to, you have to really take a, a close look at how things are changing and how rapidly the shift is occurring. You know, Phil, it is new, but uh, it's a, it perhaps is a little older. The uh, this transition is perhaps a little older, even than uh, the the digital age. Um, in law, there's something called a legal fiction, and mm-hmm. uh, that's been going on since basically the Enlightenment. Um, you know, how, how real to us are corporations, right? Our our money, 
you know uh, these things are legal fictions you know they're not they're not real world items but they are as real as real can be right and uh, and so yeah it's it, but that this process is definitely accelerating and uh, I you know I was just thinking as you're speaking about uh, you know what are the gifts that I'm giving my kids you know this holiday season well you know by and large a lot of it is you know things that access and manipulate data Right, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, that that to them is is more real than uh, than you know. I don't know. Uh, it, it at least as real as a is a shirt you you give them to put on their back, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, or you know, it, you think about a bike or a skateboard or something in. or something like that. When I was a kid, yeah. a gift would have been something like that, right? It would have been right. a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, something like that, or a book, which would have which would have yeah. been information, but in a different way. And 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 I think I think you're right. It has it has gone on for a long time. As long as we've been civilized, at least data has been a big component. Kind of abstract, data-driven stuff has been a big component of our lives. But if you want to use the old Pareto model, the old 80/20, this was a world that was 80% stuff and 20% data, right? And we're rapidly we heading flip, to the we have flipped it, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, to the, it's going the other way around. around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I think. You know, people, a lot of their assumptions, a lot of their expectations, a lot of just how they construct reality in their minds is still based on 80% stuff and 20% data. And that, those models just won't work anymore. So you, 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 really, you really have to get your head around that shift. Your kids don't, right? Because no, they, they already live in a world that's 90% data, right? 95% data. And, and, and they don't care. It's like, well, I'll, I'll get on my skateboard, but, you know, I need my GPS for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not doing anything in the real world without without a good digital layer accompanying. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and some of these kids are like, you know, they don't want a car. Why, why do I need a car? I've got Uber. You know, I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, the digital but, uh, world takes care of that transportation problem. Right. Um, right. And, so you know, the idea of owning a car that you can drive around and be your own person, and I mean, just just all the all the assumptions that we had about it, they, they just don't apply. Yeah, it's a different world, and, uh, and 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 pretty cool actually. I uh, you know we don't want to just be grumpy old men about it. It's, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't yeah, mean to we're, be we're grumpy not. about it at all. They're from another planet. It's just, it's a pretty cool planet for sure. But yeah. the, the point is, it's a very different planet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, um, the last uh, the last of the shows that uh, I'd like to discuss from the first half of 2017, Phil, is sort of one of our grab bag shows, and we do this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not every week, but um, at least every other week, we uh, we just take a show and uh, and just stuff as much, you know, uh, news stories as we possibly can into a, a single show. And right. we, I mean, we we hit them in like you know sometimes thirty second bursts. You know, we just hit it and run. And uh, because you know that's just our effort to try to stay caught up with uh, with with everything. And so. This was a, I thought that this one on June the 13th uh, was a fun one. The title of the show was A Cure for Multiple Sclerosis? Question mark. And so that was the last t- topic we hit on that show was, uh, was the MS uh, story. But uh, we, we hit so many other things. Um, Chinese experiment uh, uh, reaches a space station. And how did it get there? By way of SpaceX. So the Chinese communists hire, hire uh, the capitalist SpaceX to take them to the International Space Station. Well, I, I just we, we were a bit bemused by that, and uh, it was it was a funny story and um, and pretty cool. So, anyway, and, and I believe the, we referenced how appropriate it was that it's called a SpaceX Dragon cargo spacecraft. 
That's true. That's true. Might have helped the Chinese uh, get over uh, their uh, discomfort know, it, about dealing uh, with capitalists. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It, it was the spoonful of sugar that made that medicine go down. So maybe. <laughs> <that's stuff>. Perhaps. <laughs> so, might might have anyway. something to do with it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the next one was the super antibiotic is 25,000 times more potent than its predecessor. Now, we hear all the time, Phil, that the, you know, speaking of glum news, you know, all we ever hear about are the superbugs and how they're, win- you know, the bugs and the germs are winning the army. They're going to win the antibiotic war in the end. Yeah, right? we're, and so we're all dead. If nothing else gets us, the superbugs will. Right. That's Absolutely. right. Well, you know, and then we hear stories like this, and you go, oh, well, you know, maybe we have a fighting chance, right? Well, and so that was a, a great story and uh, encourage anybody that lives in fear of germs uh, to uh, you know, to read that story and take some encouragement that hey, we we might stand a chance. Uh, the next one is uh, in Switzerland, a giant new machine is sucking carbon directly from the air. So if your great fear, Phil, is not the superbugs but uh, global warming, hey, uh, you know what? Turns out we can use that carbon dioxide that's in the atmosphere and heating and warming the planet. Uh, we can use it for fuel and. Um, and so that's uh, that's what's happening in Switzerland. That that was a pilot project. It's I think still ongoing, and they're they're trying to see if they can be, uh, um, you know, if that can be profitable. So that was that was pretty cool. Very cool. You know, if if human beings can put carbon in the atmosphere, the idea that we can use technology to take carbon from the atmosphere just kind of makes sense. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. well, maybe we can actively do things to solve this problem. So, so much of the climate change plan of action is around relinquishing things and not doing things. And it's understandable why, why it is, because you, you want to you move away from the practices that load the atmosphere with carbon. But so much of it is around don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Well, here's like, well, how about do this? Right. Here's yeah. an, here's an active thing you can you can actually do, and and of course there are a number of active things you can do in terms of moving to solar and moving to other sources of energy and uh, changing the way grids are lighted. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot you can do, but this is as direct as it gets. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we've been driving cars around that dump carbon into the atmosphere. Why don't we build a big machine that sucks carbon out of the atmosphere? This is almost uh, poetic in its simplicity of how it addresses the problem. I like it. Well, you know, and and. Uh there is a tendency of the Earth itself to green to get greener as uh, as as it warms, and, uh, and and that tends to pull some carbon out too. So, it, there, and so, I would just I would just say that uh, take heart. It's uh, you know there are th- there are ways that these things these problems can be mitigated. So, uh, and then our last story of uh, of that day um, of that particular show, and I guess the last story we will cover. In this show, Phil is the uh, is the multiple sclerosis uh, uh, story. Uh, Dr. Sue Metcalf uh, and her team. This is uh, in in in, uh, in Great Britain. Uh, they uh, um, they're at Life Nano is the name of their uh, their business there. L I F Nano. Uh, they you know so they're stu- studying this compound. Uh, this and it turns out this is a small binary switch controlled by L I F. Um, that they discover, which regulates uh, inside an immune cell. And so multiple sclerosis uh, is an autoimmune disease. It's the immune system attacking the body, the body itself. And um, this, this particular uh, self, you know, this regulator chemical, basically, is uh, that she's discovered. Uh, she's learning, they are learning how to turn on and off these, these processes. 
so so to uh, to attack MS directly and uh, and other autoimmune diseases may come along for the ride as well and so that's that's exciting exciting work there and so well you know there's 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 so much suffering that occurs because of autoimmune disease generally and and it comes in right. so many different varieties but multiple sclerosis is just one of the most terrible devastating diseases that humanity faces. And this is a good example of a principle that we talk about quite frequently on the program, which is just that big, big news occurs and it doesn't get anything like the kind of attention that it once would have. That in, right. a, in, an, in an era when we had a lot less media and information wasn't in our face all the time, a story like this would not be drowned out by people upset about the president's tweets or whatever, right? You know, whatever right. the uh, whatever the big... Uh, whatever meeting. your source of outrage is, you know. <laughs> whatever your source of outrage is of the day. Yeah, so kind of swinging it back to that earlier, to that earlier topic. This, this great news that huge progress has been made in treating and potentially curing and preventing multiple sclerosis gets lost. It gets lost in the shuffle. It gets lost in the noise. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's wonderful, actually, Stephen, that you and I both kind of ended on grab bags, for our first half of the year. And I think we'll probably see some grab bags in the, in the second half of the year as well because those shows really are a microcosm of the world transformed, but also really a microcosm of what's happening in the world right now. It's, it's Spock's 3D chessboard, as you like to say. Right? It's yeah. m- multiple areas of things improving, big advances being made, without people noticing because they're on one of the other boards at the moment, and stuff occurring in, in, in different dimensions, different directions at the same time, all of which provides the potential for these advancements to work together in ways we haven't even thought about down the road. So I guess, you know, more grab bags to come, right? <laughs> I, can't, I don't think we can help it. It's going to have to happen. You know, it's a yeah. Inevitability. So. Yeah, looking forward to getting into the second half of the year with you next week, Phil, and uh, um, we will that will wrap up our year. Okay, well, Stephen, great list, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's it for the first six months, or the first actually sixty-five shows of the hundred and thirty that we've done so far on World Transformed. We're going to reconvene. Next week, we're going to talk about what happened in the second half of the year. Lots more exciting stuff there. So hope you can all be with us. And until next time, live to see it.